So today's scripture comes to us. Uh, it's the historical reading for uh, Pentecost Sunday, which is why we don't have a gospel reading. It is from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, and then we'll jump over to 1 Corinthians uh, if you want to read along. Those page numbers for the Pew Bible are in your bulletin, or you can just listen along. But as you listen, I want us to be attuned to um, some themes. Um, same and different. Sameness, difference, one, and variety. That's where um, the Spirit was leading me as I was hearing these words afresh this week. Hear the word of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, but before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day, then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And will you join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? We'll start with verse 3. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the work of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these 
are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this is the day of Pentecost. What is Pentecost? Well, when I do uh, children's sermons, I always tell the kids, what changed? What colors do you see? We see red. We have a brand new lovely banner that Jane has done and and, uh, some chancel decoration here to kind of recall um, the Holy Spirit and the, the spirit of fire the spirit that alighted on each person who was gathered there. But let us draw back and find where is Pentecost in relation to the story of Jesus and our story. Now we've been following the lectionary text and the liturgical calendar, and um, I want us to draw back to Ash Wednesday, and we remember this theme, this um, God as spirit ashes to ashes, and we recall that we were just mud. We were ashes, we were dirt, until God breathed life into us. Breath, spirit. And then we have, um, we recall that uh, though our bodies die and are, are turned back into earth, we are resurrected by the breath of Jesus Christ. And now, Jesus, he has ascended into heaven, and he says, but do not be afraid. I go um, to be with my Father, but I will not leave you abandoned. I will not leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you somebody, an advocate, a comforter, the Holy Spirit. He said, go to Jerusalem and wait there. And so they wait for 10 days, and this is the day the day that they receive a gift, which is the spirit, breath, the Holy Spirit, breath of God, given to them as a gift on this particular day. And it is the gift that is an advocate, the one who intercedes on our behalf. It is the spirit of comfort. But we have to remember this is the spirit of God. It is God um, de-incarnate. Decarnate, my English professors, help me out. Jesus was God incarnate in the flesh. He was ascended into heaven in the flesh. And in the place was the Holy Spirit to continue the work, kingdom work through us. So that is kind of the breadth, B-R-E-A-D-T-H, the breadth of this story of of Pentecost and where it is. Now, it was no coincidence um, as God does. It was not a coincidence that it was 10 days after Passover, 10 days later. Pentecost, um, which means five, it's, you know, 50, 50 days after Pentecost. And uh, growing up, I had no idea that there was this tradition behind it besides Pentecost for us. Well, it is actually um, originally a, a Jewish feast day, and people from all over the nations have come to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem, and then they go home. But 10 days after Passover, they come back to Jerusalem uh, to celebrate um, Shavuos or Shavuot. And this is a a celebration that um, they remember, not just the giving that God gave them um, the commandments, 
but they remember that they received it. And so they go and um, they make their offerings. And I share this, uh, this historical uh, fact with you because God does great work in gathering and sending, gathering and sending. And so people have gathered for Passover, just a normal Passover, until uh, they witnessed Jesus' death and resurrection and then sent them to their homes. And they said, do you know what just happened in Jerusalem? What a strange thing, this man um, who we thought was Messiah, he died and he was raised again. And then God brings them back to Jerusalem for this festival day, this Pentecost festival, festival of weeks, Shavuos. And as God has drawn all these people, they have come from different lands. These names of cities that you may think I know how to pronounce, the trick is you say it quickly and boldly and no one questions you. <laughs> but there are places from, from Africa and, and uh, from Arabia, from the Mediterranean, from, from Turkey, from, you know, from Bethlehem. All these people have come from their different places with their different languages and their different experiences and their different hurts and their different hopes and they've all come to this place and they have gathered together for this festival and God sees this as an opportunity to give us once again a gift of the Holy Spirit. And so all these different people are gathered together and some uh, receive the Holy Spirit and some have no idea what's going on. They said, these people are drunk. <laughs> They're drinking at 9 a.m. What is happening? Now, I said before we read the scripture to look for sameness and oneness, differences um, and, and things that uh, unify us. And we are going to learn about the Holy Spirit together as we go forward. But I wanted to take this opportunity to, to really draw and, and focus upon unity and diversity. Because if you heard what I heard in the reading of Acts in 1 Corinthians, there was a lot of differences and sameness. The differences were where people came from, from different cities. The differences came in what languages were they speaking. The differences that were mentioned were things like male and female, slave and free, Jew, not Jew, or Greek. All these differences, they were recognized. They even said young and, and old uh, in the prophecy from, from Joel. So many differences. But we also saw oneness. And the oneness came from God. One spirit, one truth, one hope, one baptism. I think this is a, a beautiful thing and a gift to be recognized on the season and the day of Pentecost because we each come from different places with different ethnicities, different genders, we come from different um, places, and they are all valuable to God. I think that is the gift of what Pentecost is. He says all these differences uh, come together, and, and the unity is not found in a uniformity, but the unity is found through me, God, and I give that to you as a gift. And over and over again, especially in Corinthians, which was a, a Roman city where there were Jews and there were Jews who became Christians and there were, there were Greeks, it was a very diverse people and it's hard. 
Every time we get a letter, um, the epistles in the Bible, it's not because they were doing great, y'all. It was because they were having a hard time. And uh, Paul or Peter, they had to set them straight. It was a very diverse church and a city. And oftentimes, Paul said, we are different, but we are one and the same through Jesus Christ, a gift that God has given us. How was that a gift? I, growing up, was always the different one. I grew up in Blythewood, South Carolina, before all of the um, apartments and hotels and, and the car dealerships and, no, it was literally a one-stop town, one uh, um, traffic light. I remembered when uh, McDonald's was built there, it was a nobody, nothing town. And even still, uh, my family, we live on the county line, so we're still like way in the country. Grew up in the country in a small town on the railroad tracks, literally. Uh, son of a, of a immigrant mother, son, excuse me, daughter of a immigrant mother, goodness, uh, daughter of, of an army veteran, grew up poor, was the first to get um, a, a bachelor's degree from all my grandmother's uh, children. Um, such unique experiences, but in many of the rooms that I was in, I was always different. And when you're different, you know you're different. And yet somehow, although I tried to avoid it, God called me, this very different, peculiar person, and said, I want you to be a minister. Uh, but I'm a woman. Yep, I want you to be a minister. But I, I don't have a lot of common with other people. Yep, but I want you to be a minister. But I really want to be an architect. Nope, want you to be a minister. So all the things that I thought counted against me as somebody who was different, God said, I can use that. I can use that. And every time I bring up my differences and, and show some of um, that vulnerable piece of me, every Sunday somebody says, um, they connect with me. I grew up poor too. I love kimchi. My dad was a, a Vietnam veteran. There's connection. And we find that though we are different, there is sameness. We can focus on the diversity and say, uh, and we can find divisiveness in the differences. But on the day of Pentecost, on the, the birthday of the church, the lesson I think is where can be one and the same? Where can we find unity? And God doesn't say we're not gonna find unity in being the same, looking the same, talking the same. We're gonna find unity through the spirit who can speak these different languages. In, in the scripture, it says, how can we understand what they are saying in each of our own languages? The Holy Spirit could have come down as a gift and only spoken Aramaic. But how limiting would that have been? The Holy Spirit came and diversified its message through these languages. Now, we can't uh, come and go on Pentecost without me telling you what the spirit feels like and looks like. And there is no one specific way that the Holy Spirit looks or shows up, um, but even the Holy Spirit shows up in a variety of ways. Sometimes it feels like a warmth. Sometimes it, it feels um, like chills. Have you felt the Holy Spirit before? Some people call it a God wink. Like, this is something different, must be God. Um, 
couple of uh, years ago, Pentecost, we tried to, as a worship team, recreate Pentecost Day. And we asked the congregation, we said, who can speak or read a different language? And I was surprised, we had like seven different people speak French and Spanish, and um, I, I read the, the Greek text, and we had a Korean organist. And so as the pastor for the day read it in English, without telling the congregation, people stood up and spoke the languages that they, um, that they knew, French and uh, Spanish and, and Korean and Greek, um, just like the book that Ms. Carol read. And it was very chaotic. Diversity is very chaotic. And to me, it felt very manufactured a little bit. Like this is, it feels like a, a group of drunk people at 9 a.m. <laughs> I can understand why they assumed that. But I'll tell you what the, the realness of the Holy Spirit feels like when it's not uh, manufactured quite like that. Uh, 20 13, um, I had the opportunity to go to the Holy Land, to Jerusalem with a group of ordinands. And there are lots of uh, tourist groups, just as we were. Um, you know, we stay in our own little clusters of sameness, of, you know, this is the group from South Carolina, this is the group from Korea, this is the group from California. And, you know, you go through all of these holy sites. But, and I don't remember the site, but I remember the spirit who showed up. We, we were in this building and one group started speaking and singing in a language that I did not recognize. Uh, it was a group from Africa and they started singing. And then behind us, there's a group that started singing in another language. I recognized it as Korean. And as people in our group started listening in, they're like, I know that tune, I know that hymn. And we started singing in English. And just the way the Spirit had pulled us together from different parts of the world in our own language, I'm getting chills right now just thinking of it, we, we knew that the Holy Spirit was there. Though we came from different places with different voices and different languages uh, to the Holy Land, the Spirit said, I am here and I am one. One in the Spirit. One in the body of Christ. And nobody said, you have to speak my language to understand God. You don't have to eat what I eat. That may seem silly to you, but they have issues with that in the scripture too. I think uh, the gift of uh, Pentecost is that God says, I am with you. And I'm with you just as you are, male or female, slave or free, Jew or Greek, old or young. I am with you just as you are. And what a gift that is, that we are given this spirit that comforts us, but also sends us to people who look the same and different from who we are. And they don't have to look just like us to know who God is, because God has created us beautifully and different and honors that. There's a, a prayer that I, I want to share um, as we close in our, our worship service. It's um, just the Abington Worship Annual but it, it speaks to the way that we have been gathered and how we are sent. So let us pray. Lord God, as you have blessed this gathering, bless us as we go our separate ways. Bless us as we share your gifts. Bless us as we live in your presence. 
Bless us to be one body, even in our different places this week. Bless us to be one holy church, a church that shares your love with all. Amen.